Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. And welcome back to Soul to Soul. I am Rabbi Ari Kievman. It's great to be with you here today. And today we're going to take a little break from our usual, what we've been doing lately is Tanya Talks. And you certainly can join me on Wednesday morning or Wednesday evening for the Jewish Learning Institute classes where we're going to get back into Tanya Talks next week. But this week, everyone's getting ready to celebrate the Shabbos project. And so I thought it would be appropriate to share with you some insights to transition from the weekday into Shabbos. So I thought, well, I know at my shul tomorrow, we're going to start with some candlelighting meditations. In fact, we're going to precede that with sundowners Friday afternoon, some nice delicacies before Shabbos. And then we welcome Shabbos with candlelighting. Now the question is why, and I'm sure you're familiar with many reasons, I'll share with you a few. Firstly, it is what we call covet Shabbos. The idea, which means honoring Shabbos, we're talking here about the preparations that we make for Shabbos' arrival. There's a lot we do. You don't just show up at a party, always. you got to prepare for it. And so between today and tomorrow, there's plenty you'll do, whether it's your family or community challah bake tonight, or just the very basic preparations for Shabbos. Bathing and putting on nice, clean, beautiful clothing and making sure your house is nice and clean. And of course, you got to set the table for your guests and all the different things you do to get ready for Shabbos because this is the way we prepare for Shabbos. And of course, part of that is illuminating the home in honor of the Shabbos queen. So that's one idea called Covenant Shabbos, the honor of Shabbos. Another one is called Onek Shabbos. That's enjoying Shabbos. And our sages, they told us that you cannot truly enjoy Shabbos without light. Now, that was in the days long before Eskam. And of course, these days as well, check your load shedding schedule to make sure you're not getting caught. But it's important that you have light in the home because light allows us to really enjoy the moment to savor the lavish foods that we're eating on Shabbos because you know that our sense of taste is really much enhanced when we see our food. Food is not just something that we taste with our palate, but it's also with our eyes. And so we, to truly fulfill the mitzvah of Oneg Shabbos, of enjoying all of the delicacies of Shabbos, you have to be able to see the food to make sure you have a light arrangement. And of course, it is so much more romantic when you light your Shabbos candles before. Another element that is discussed in Allah is called Shalom Bayit. Honoring the, your spouse, making sure you have harmony in the home. Because you know that a room without light can be a true hazard and especially appropriate these days with our load shedding situation. People could stumble, could fall. So we don't want to create any irritabilities, any discomfort. We want a home of harmony and peace. So the Shabbos candles were instituted long, long ago to provide that well-lit, accident-free home. And of course, on a deeper level, when we're in the dark, when we're blind to the needs and desires of others around us, then there's, of course, that disunity, a spirit of discord that prevails But when we are enlightened, when we're attuned to the needs and desires of all those around us, then we create a spirit of harmony, of joy, of unity in our home. 
And of course, what happens in our microcosm, in our own little world, at our own Shabbos table, has a ripple effect in the cosmos and creates a macrocosmic result that there'll be peace in the world. Of course, our sages tell us the time for candlelighting, which is at 18 minutes before Shkia, between dusk and nightfall, is a really auspicious time for Jewish women to connect with God. And as a woman stands before her kindled flames, the gates of heaven are open to her prayers. Many women have customs of saying special prayers. There's a wonderful song you've heard here on Chayefa many times by Baruch Levine, V'zakeni legada banim of banim, that one should merit, woman prays to merit, to raise children, oskim batorah of a mitzvah that are engaged, involved in Torah and in good deeds, and they will illuminate and bring bright, brightness to the world. That's the prayer. And of course, one can pray for whatever they want. It's a very special moment between you and God. So ladies, utilize that time to say whatever personal prayer you want. Ask God for everything that you need. Ask for whatever it is that your family wants, whether it's peace in Israel as we all need right now, happiness in your family and in the community, tranquility, health, success, clarity, prosperity, whatever it might be, whatever you need, whatever your family and community needs, pray for it at that moment tomorrow evening. And so just picture the faces of the members of your family. In Chabad, we have a custom of lighting not just one or two candles, but rather one for each member of our household. So I have six beautiful children, Ken and Hara, so my wife lights eight candles. One for me, one for herself, sorry, she comes first, and one for each of our children. And even if that's not your custom to light that many candles, but when you're lighting, just think of your children. Think of the blessings that you want God to bestow on them. Because the prayer that you have for your husband, for your children, is especially appropriate at that time of candle lighting. It's an auspicious time. And so women are uniquely able to bring light into the world because after all, you know, whenever it's someone's birthday, I always make sure to call their mother as well if they're around to wish them happy birthday because after all, it's a mom who gave birth on that day. Women give birth and bring children, new souls into the world. And so when we light the Shabbos candles, that's such an auspicious time to pray for those children. And you have the ability to raise children to be righteous, to live the light with the light of Torah, as we said before. And so that is a true antidote to the darkness that pervades the world today, is to bring the light into the world when you light your Shabbos candles and to say a prayer. That. Let me share with you a quick story before we take our break and go to our next segment. Once there was a very wise king. And he wanted to marry off his only daughter that he had, this beautiful princess. And he was thinking, how will he find the right match? So he devised this plan, a contest, that he was going to establish with this, which eligible bachelor, or which lucky prince charming would be worthy of the tremendous privilege, the merit to marry his only daughter. And so he announced that anyone who wanted to marry his princess has to report to the palace. And when they come, they were given instructions that they had to fill up a room with a light substance in a short amount of time. 
And many contestants came along. The first brave contestant, he approaches the palace and he brings with garbage bags full of feathers. And he strove valiantly to fill the large room with all those feathers. But time ran short. He failed to do it in time. The next day, another suitor attempted and he quickly tried to fill up the room. He brought with very delicate silk. And of course, again, time ran out and he too left the palace disappointed. Contes continues day after day. Hundreds of contestants, princes from around the world are coming, each one hoping that they could pass the test and win the king's daughter. But nobody succeeded. The king was disappointed himself. Nobody could fill the room in that amount of time. Is this contest, is this competition too high of a bar for anyone to meet? Wasn't anyone in the kingdom qualified? Nobody was able to marry his beautiful princess? Well, one day, a young man arrives at the palace. And they look at him, he's empty-handed. Say, how are you going to do this? The king says, let's give him a chance. And the young man enters the room. And he put out the lights. He reached into his pocket. And what does he do? Takes out a small candle. He lit it. And that light spread throughout the entire room. Illuminating all the darkness in no time. And of course, the king rejoiced. He found the perfect match for his beautiful daughter, for his princess. And so there's an old Hasidic saying that says, A little light dispels a lot of darkness. That's the Jewish approach to negativity. With all the evil that's on in the world, we have to fight the darkness by adding light. And so, my friends, the next good deed you do, by giving some tzedakah, by saying a prayer, by connecting to your soul, When you light those Shabbos candles, you are bringing light into the world. And so, we light the Shabbos candles and we infuse light into the most dark, confusing, and chaotic world in which we live. And so, you bring that light and there'll be peace in the world. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. And welcome back to Soul to Soul. Pick and Pay Norwood have these pocket-saving sweet deals just for you. They got kosher chicken bry packs for $79.99 per kilo. Kosher deli pick and pay fagels mock crayfish at a very low $1.99 per kilo. Pick and pay fresh mint steak is just $129.99 per kilo. Fries traditional sausage 500 grams for just $41.99. Catch these and many more specials in store. These specials are exclusive to Pick and Pay Norwood Hyper. And only while stocks last. Pick and pay Norwood Hyper. The best place to shop while you want to buy a lot. And if you can't make it to the Kabbalat Shabbat concert that's happening tomorrow, no worries. Chayafan will bring it to you. Join us here on the radio from 3.30 p.m. tomorrow on Friday as Chayafan brings you the Kabbalat Shabbat concert live from Glen Hazel. Keeping it together with the Shabbos Project. And I'm sure... That's what people in my community will be doing because we don't want to be stuck in the traffic heading back to Santon so late on Friday afternoon. So let me share with you a little insight for when you light your candles because as your eyes rest on the candles, what I want you to do is to notice the different colors in the flame. Those colors, they represent different aspects of your life. And at the base of the flame, Where it connects to the wick. Think about it. Notice the black, blue light. That represents 
our souls struggle with darkness, with our insecurities, with our fears. The truth is, we all have difficult challenges in our lives. The place where light battles with darkness. I know I have my struggles, and I'm sure every human being has their own. So I want you to think of whatever struggles, just one, one struggle that perhaps you had this week. And tomorrow, when you're lighting Shabbos candles, think of that particular struggle, whether it was an emotional struggle or maybe anxiety, a concern for something coming up, or a conflict with someone who you love. Think about it. And just let it burn in the flame. And you'll notice the main body of the flame that is orange and yellow and red, that reflects the power of your soul, of your neshama, that burns brightly. That represents your many talents, your strengths, your abilities. What I want you to do tomorrow is when you're lighting your Shabbos candles, I want you to take a moment to reflect on the unique gifts that God has given you. Think of some new ways in which you can use those beautiful gifts in your life, your talents, and make them shine your light into the world around you. Finally, above the flame is a hidden fire that is not visible to the naked eye. And this is the invisible part of our neshama, of our soul that transcends everything. That it's not affected by the challenges, by the difficulties of our daily struggles. That's the part of each one of us that has never been and never will be broken. That's the pintilead deep inside, that small piece of heaven, that spark that's never broken. It's our divine essence. And so I think it's an important time when you light your candles tomorrow to really just think about what difference you could make in the world, how you could bring more light into the world. And lighting Shabbos candles is not only for women. If there's no lady in your house, then gentlemen, you could light the Shabbos candles, although it is a lady's mitzvah. Of course, from there we transition into Kabbalah Shabbos, into welcoming Shabbos. And the truth is, it's a wonderful opportunity when, because that's not only the ladies who light the Shabbos candles, but everybody participates there. And I'd like to share with you a few insights that perhaps can transition into Shabbos. You know, after L'chadodi, we're going to sing Mikolot Ma'im. I know in our shul, we have a beautiful tune, a traditional tune used in many shuls here in South Africa. Mikolot Ma'im, Ma'im Rabim. All right, I'll stick to my day job. Right? Mikolot Ma'im Rabim, which tells us that great running waters, Mishbereyam, we got the waves of the sea, right? More than the sound of all these many waters, what we have is the mighty breakers of the sea. What do we have greater than that? Is Adir Bamarom Hashem. Hashem, mighty in the sky. Great. Adir Bamarom. If we think about these many waters, that's the external forces. There's so many things that overwhelm us in life. Especially what is termed in Hasidus as Tirdus Hapanasa, the pressures of how to make a living. And these demands can be very consuming. And for many people, 
they increasingly crash like those waves that we describe in Mikolot Ma'im Rabim. And they make us feel powerless, sometimes even helpless. Well, perhaps think of this as you describe Mikolot, the sounds of those many waters. That represents those forces that are threatening to smother the godly spark that lies within us. Our neshama, our soul that yearns to find expression in our daily lives, but its voice is often drowned out by the anxieties, the stress, the struggles and challenges, whatever difficulties we're facing. And so what happens? We don't always have time for our spiritual pursuits. We don't make it to shul. We don't do the things we want to. We don't get to study as we wish. But Shabbos, thank God for Shabbos, then we connect an aspect of ourselves that is pure, that's part of the that relationship with Hashem that is much deeper. That's our natural selves. When we connect with our essence in an uncontaminated way, in a way that's not obstructed by these floods of material concerns, no matter how ferociously the storm of problems and worries that comes after us, that part of us, the pintaliyid, that neshama, remains unaffected. And that's the state of tranquil oneness that we have with Hashem. And so, when you're davening tomorrow, I want you to think and reflect on a time when perhaps sometime this week, when you felt overwhelmed, you felt powerless or anxious, maybe pressured from whatever worries, and to shift a Kabbalah Shabbos into that new Shabbos mind space. And imagine yourself emerging from the raging waters, disengaging from the incessant demands of the weak, and entering a whole new reality. That's Shabbos. And so, tomorrow, as you're going to transition into Shabbos, and enter that oasis of tranquility and acceptance, take away, remove all those waters, those thundering waves. And when you do so, you will be able to connect with a deeper facet of yourself and recognize that God is our life force. God is our sustaining power and God supports us constantly in our lives. And just connect with that moment when you pray tomorrow evening. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. And welcome back to Salt to Salam, Rabbi Eric Even And we've been talking about some ideas about Shabbos Kodesh and tomorrow Everyone will be celebrating the Shabbos project. So let me share with you a few insights that you can use at your Shabbos table tomorrow evening. And here's a question people want, oftentimes ask. You know, imagine someone invites you to dinner. They introduce you to the family, they welcome you. And then before the first bite of food is served, guess what? You're asked to leave. When we sing Shalom Aleichem, we invite the angels into our home every single Friday night. And the angels, they escort us to our home from shul to help us make the transition into the holiness of Shabbos. The question that's asked is, why at the end of the song do we bid the angels farewell? Why do we say goodbye? Why do we say, Tzaytchem l'shalom? So one insight I've uncovered was that just like wedding guests that are escorting a bride and groom to the chuppah, so too the malachi ashuras, these ministering angels that escort us and bring us to our homes. That's very nice. But when the Shabbos meal itself arrives, it's an intimate moment with the bride and groom. And even though you have 
escorts when you were a bride and groom, it's not for them to spend time with you and your spouse at that meal. And so we are like God's spouse. And so we're dining together alone at the Shabbos meal, us with Hashem, not the angels. And so the angels, they're there to bless us, they escort us. But when that private moment is coming, that we're going to make Kiddush and eat with our families, the angels say, hasta la vista, adios, goodbye. Now, what do we do after Shalom Aleichem? We sing Eishet Chayel. It's a very special tribute to another type of Shabbos angel, and that is the woman in our lives. And so, Eishet Chayel, the song comes from Shira Shirim, from, sorry, not from, from Shlomo HaMelech, and he sings the praises of the woman of valor, and he extols, he sings all her praises about how her her love and her labor and her light that she brings into the home. And this is not only referring to our wives, to the mother of the home, but also to the feminine aspect of godliness that is ascribed to Shabbos. As we know, Shabbos is called Shabbos Hamalka, the Shabbos Queen. The most famous line, the climax of Eshet Chayel, is the verse, Sheker Hachem Vehevel Hayofi. The charm is false and beauty is false. But Isha Yirat Hashem, a God-fearing woman, that's who's praised. But we know that Judaism certainly doesn't disregard or despise beauty. And personally, that's why I always have a challenge with that particular line. In fact, the Torah highlights and extols the beauty of many of the biblical women. Right? We see Sarah Imenu in last week's Parsha described as Avram says, wow, now I know how beautiful you are. And Rivka and Rachel and Esther and so many are described so beautifully. But again, only emphasizing the external beauty, that's offensive. Because it disregards the beauty, the inner beauty, the strength that lies within. And so Judaism teaches that a woman's physical beauty is a reflection of her essence, of her purpose to bring beauty to every aspect of life, from the most spiritual to the most mundane. Each of us possess possess so much beauty within. Let's share that beauty, and that beauty will reflect us outside as well. In Kiddush, we're meant to honor Shabbos. So the question then is, why do we begin Kiddush with Yom HaShishi, referring to the sixth day of creation? One answer is that human beings, obviously, we were created on the sixth day. We were the last ones created. And the focus of God and spirituality that we have on Shabbos is meant to remind us, the creatures of the sixth day Yom HaShishi, of our mission in this world, of our purpose, why God put us, why we even exist. And so when speaking of creation, the Kiddush underscores the fact that each of us is imbued with our ability to fulfill a unique part of the global purpose of creation. To realize we are indispensable to God's plan. The fact that God created you means you matter, you are important. And so God endowed you with your specific talents and abilities because you have a mission to accomplish. And so when you are saying Kiddush, you realize how during the six days of creation, we are partners with God in making this world a beautiful place. Let's try one or two more. 
After Kiddush, of course, we wash for the chalas. And the two challah loaves commemorate the double portion of manna that was received by every Jew back in the wilderness when we spent 40 years wandering every era of Shabbos. And so the manna which came from heaven that exemplified the idea that God is a sole provider of our sustenance. No matter how much somebody invested in obtaining whatever more manna they wanted to put away, they only had the exact, precise nutritional needs that they needed for that specific day. No more, no less, the Torah tells us. A person couldn't even set aside a portion from one day to the next because what would happen was, if they tried doing that, if you tried saving for the next day, it would go frut. It got spoiled. And so this trained the first generations of Jews who left Egypt, who were on their way to Israel, that they needed to really intensify and have complete faith in Hashem, depending and relying solely on God. Bread is a symbol of sustenance. So on Shabbos, the two chalas that we make hamotzian reminds us that our bread is no less bread from heaven than the manna that was consumed by our ancestors. Even when it comes from our own sweat and toil and we're the ones who worked so hard to earn our income. For the Jews in the desert, this was simply a fact of life. They experienced it every week. And for us to recognize that all our sustenance comes from God, that could sometimes be a challenge. But doing so really creates a spiritual channel to which God showers us generously with such abundance of blessings in our lives. Let's conclude with one more insight. Because in most families, after the challah comes the fish. And fish, we know, are completely surrounded by water. They can't survive without it. They remain constantly connected to their source of life. And in this way, fish represent the spiritual existence in which everything is submerged in its godly source. Just like, so to say, us on Shabbos. Fish represents a state of existence that's constantly aware of its source. So, when you enter Shabbos tomorrow evening, remember that when you eat your fish, besides for having an numerical value of Shabbos, we call attention to our heightened spiritual consciousness that we possess on Shabbos. And with that, ladies and gents, my dear friends, wish you a wonderful, good, lekka Shabbos. Enjoy the Shabbos project. Back next week, same time, same place.